Witches, wizards and muggles. Such an honour it is to welcome you to Renovate, a Harry Potter TCG revival podcast with your host, Doug, Nona and Emilio. Okay, well, thanks, Dobby. It's the third time we meet, so maybe someday you won't be scared of me. <laughs> and hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to Renovate. There you go. I'm Emilio, one of your hosts, and I'm here with... Mona Morsi is another host. And Doug Coleman. Uh, so happy to be back, you guys. I love talking with you guys about the Harry Potter trading card game. So How's everyone excited. doing? Super good. Very, very excited. I'm here. Yeah, I, I know how it goes. <laughs> but <really>. excited <laughs> to film. Uh, de- definitely very excited to record, but I'm definitely not in the best uh, of places. Yeah. It's okay. Well, hopefully this can uh, cheer you up. And that's the thing. I feel like last episode we were talking about the base set of cards. Uh, one cool idea Emilio had off air was to maybe, before we dive into the Quidditch Cup, which is what this episode's uh, all about, we should maybe go over our top five cards of the base set. Um, does anybody want to start with that? I know I have mine picked out. Go ahead. All right. Well, then, my my top five, I feel like they might be a little bit basic, but uh, Platform 9 and 3 quarters, I love that card. It sucks that you have to discard a lesson, but you do get more actions, and actions are so priceless in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stupefy for the artwork and the ability to damage your opponent with five damage. That's great. Steel Claw, in order to uh, redistribute damage from all your creatures. I feel like we're, we might have some overlap with our uh, our favorites. Um, Unicorn and Elixir of Life. Again, Unicorn with more actions and Elixir of Life, uh, an incredible healing uh, spell. It should be an item, like Emilio has pointed out. Uh, but yeah, it, it stinks losing two potions lessons, but it's worth it to heal 16. Very true, yeah. That's a very good list, for sure. Yeah, thank you. that is a really I think honorable mentions would be Malevolent Mixture and Draw of Living Death. Those are two potions ones that do some serious damage to either your opponent or a creature, but again, you have to discard lessons. But yeah, thought I'd give them the honorable mention spot. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, those, those are really good. Um, I have like this weird thing where... Like, I just cannot be a fan of these cards that, like, make you discard lessons. I think it's just <laughs> yeah. because, like, I don't know. I just have, like, PTSD, I think, from, like, <laughs> like playing a game and then, like, not having any lessons. And then I'm like, can we just, like, not play? Or how about I just give you my deck? Because apparently I don't deserve this. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to do. So, um, no, those are good cards, though. Um, for me... I would say for sure Severus Snape um is definitely like my top I would say like my top 10 of all the cards but definitely uh for this base set uh it's definitely in there and then Hannah Abbott is another one that for for playability is a really good card uh so for her you know once per game you may trade two cards in your hand for two non-healing cards in your discard pile so that's another one that I that I really like. For art, I love Diagon Alley. There's just something about the art in Diagon Alley, the adventure, that I absolutely dig. So um, I don't think I've played the adventure too much, like just the adventure on its own. But for the art, I love it. So those are my top three. Awesome. Those are great. Nice. How about you, Amelia? Well, I'm trying to remember because I, I remember I had a, a video on this. But off the top of my head, um, I think my first, I'll go first to bottom, uh, first is unicorn. Just I love unicorn. The just the purple 
purple is my favorite color, and just to see it in the card, how it's laid out as a part of the forest, just beautiful art, and also not a bad card. Um, then second, I would say Elixir of Life as well. I love the art. It's just, you know, I love treasure chests and anything that could be super extra. Uh, so I love the huge treasure chest and just like this little bottle uh, in the middle. <laughs> yeah. And the healing is not bad. Then third place, I would have to say Hermione. Uh, I love that the depiction of the hair uh, and also the effect, of course, that she can study more and give get the lessons out. Uh, but the art of the just the the hair as it's described in the book, I I, I really really into that. And then for my other my last two places, I would have to say that hmm, I would say in terms of, just to go keep going in terms of the art, I would have to say the 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 draw of the living death as well. Yeah, because it's just like I find it more like dark than anything that you have this potion that kills students uh, so powerful and the students are falling asleep yeah asleep a big air quotes for those that are uh, are listening Uh, so that's that that's a card that really sort of like creeped me out a little bit and yeah i'll I'll leave it there i think those are the top four and maybe flitwick at the end just because he looks like something out of kill bill movie uh and i like that yeah Definitely. Awesome. Well, I'm glad we could cover that and like tie in uh, the previous episode. Listener, if you haven't checked that out, please do. But tonight, like I said, we're focusing on the Quidditch Cup. So this is the first time we were introduced to the Quidditch lesson type. And there's a whole bunch of cards we're going to be discussing, uh, 80 in total. So let's get this one started. Um, We're going to go person by person, card by card. So I guess I could start this one off. Our first card tonight is Bludger. And it reads, before each of your turns, Bludger does three damage to your opponent if a match is in play. And then in parentheses, if there isn't a match in play, Bludger does no damage. So, yes, contingent on a match being in play, but when it is, boy, that that does come in handy. And that's that's the thing about Quidditch as a lesson type. It's just so damage-oriented. I've fallen in love with it. <laughs> I know, like, the the... That Charms is typically the one you think of when you think of, like, dealing damage. But I think... Quidditch has almost overcome even charms when it comes to how much damage can be done when you're like just like comboing cards after another. There's going to be some interesting ones we we cover later on. But have any of you used Bludger in your decks? Yeah, Quidditch is extremely brutal. Um, and you know you find these 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 items that just do extra damage, or even some of the characters. And we'll get down to to one character in particular that does just an incredible amount of damage. But yeah, I have used Bludger, and it's sort of difficult to take it out while you have a match in play, especially for those um, that play the next card that we'll talk about but yeah because you know sometimes matches don't stay in play for too long right so it's really you have to make sure that you do um that you put it out right right on time or you put it out in hopes that your opponent's match might stay in play for longer but but yeah i have used bludger it's it's brutal but hey that's the name of the game is quidditch so exactly it's very flavorful to quidditch uh how about your thoughts on it, Amelia? I hate Quidditch cards. <laughs> they are, they're very powerful, but I just don't... I don't see the, the flavor or the, the interest for my part. Mm. Yeah. Fair so enough. So I've never used it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's fair. But the art is amazing. I like the, the art of the bludger. You can see some detail that we do, normally do not see in the movies. It has, like, some swirls of wind or mm-hmm. something. It's just, like, thing representing, like, this storm. And I really like that representation since it's just a crazy thing that follows and 
goes, you know, makes you a boo boo. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. In scientific well, terms. <laughs> uh, Mona alluded to the next yeah. card. And yeah, I feel she like, do you want to take that one over? Yeah, so the next card is Catch the Snitch, and it reads You win the current match, you get the prize. Oof, complicated. Yeah, so it is it is very complicated, <laughs> you know, it, it truly is. But you know, it's one of those it's like like some people will have a Quidditch deck that is match heavy and they have catch the snitch. Uh, max amount of cards that you can have in each deck uh, for spells and stuff like that is four. And so they always max out at that four for catch the snitch because you'll take a match and then you'll play uh, catch the snitch right after and you'll win whatever that is. Some of them are even as brutal as doing 15 damage to your opponent. And so it's like, okay, well, and that's what I mean by... Yes, you have a match in play, but Bludger doesn't do a whole lot for you if you play Catch a Snitch right away because you're essentially putting a card down just mm-hmm. to take it away, you know, so. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and it, it costs seven Quidditch power. So it, it obviously, with such a powerful card, you need to have some lessons in play to be able to do that. And each match, we should say, only costs one Quidditch power to begin with. So, like, right mm-hmm. off the bat, you could start playing matches if you have them in your hand. But yeah, uh, Catch the Snitch, the, the combo of match, then Catch the Snitch is pretty brutal to anybody you're exactly. facing. Yeah. And you can normally mitigate the cost by doing a Dumbledore, uh, Quidditch deck. Because oh uh, yeah yeah that's an easy way to get it down to five and five is a pretty quick mm-hmm. uh, you know or playing uh, or totally. b- or by playing Quidditch pitch which is uh, in a different mm-hmm. set of course but uh, but yeah Quidditch pitch I think it does the same as like wand shop would do and it allows you to have uh, however many Quidditch lessons you have in play count as two. I will actually, I was, the reason I know this, I just played a Quidditch deck against my wife last night and what, I actually used a Quidditch pitch (laughs) and it it actually, it's more or less like Dumbledore in the sense Mm -hmm. that, uh, any, uh, Quidditch power costs two less. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So yeah, that's a very powerful card. But the good thing about Dumbledore is that you can obviously use a starter character and it won't be discarded, right? Locations have their, you know. Thing. Can be replaced. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. essentially, in that point, then catch the snitch would be five instead of seven. Then, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So still exactly. better, but definitely. But I guess that brings us to card number three. You want to take this one, Emilio? Yeah. So we have Charms Exam. This spell costs seven, and your opponent discards their hand, and then they draw any number of cards. So and they may draw, so they don't have yeah. to. Right. This is a very sort of tricky card, right? Because depending on what you're running on your deck, it could basically invite your opponent to be closer to dying. Yeah. And if you have something like the Tentacular Juice, um, then they might be in trouble, right? If they draw too many cards and then they have to draw double the cards. And Poisonous Tentacular Juice is a card from Chamber of yep. Secrets, right? And right. it just makes your opponent draw double of their hand yep. size. So, you know, that adds up and you can't protect it's same with this spells. You can't. It's a damage that cannot be protected because it's drawing mm-hmm. cards. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Talk about PTSD. I hate this card. It's been used against me so many times when I have a great hand, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't yep. want to discard them. Uh, but the ability to actually draw any number of cards, like like you said, it's a May uh, condition. That is fantastic. It's like unlike Obliviate, which we covered in the base set. That is just discard mm-hmm. your hand and you're screwed. <laughs> And the only cards you get is on your right. draw on the next turn. But this costs so, seven. This so, yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, this one gives you, it gives your opponent that option. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, I, I do like this card. Um, 
But I, I remember when I first started playing the game and I played against somebody who was a novice like myself and, um, you know, like I, I played the card and then she just picked up like almost, almost her whole deck, you know, just like, okay, well I'll just have all the cards then, you know, and then <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, exactly. But you know, of course you have to, Amazing. you have to say like, I think before you do like, you have to say, okay, I'll just draw like five cards and you choose five, you know, instead of like, keep going. Um, right. But yeah, it, yeah. it really is like you guys pointed out, you, you, it really depends. It can either uh, hinder you or help you depending on how many cards you choose. So good card. Totally. Yeah. That leads us to our first creature of the Quidditch Cup, which is uh, Fluffy. He it reads <laughs> Dog. He's a unique creature. And to play this card, you discard two of your Care of Magical Creatures lessons from play. His, the damage each turn is 12, and the health is 21. And I swear to God, I don't know too many creatures that have that kind of health. Like, is that the highest health count on any creature card in this game? That's ridiculous. Yeah, I think it is. You know, I know that like giant squid is eight, um, and you know, there's there's a few that are that are up there. But I mean, yeah, that's that's really high. I again, <laughs> when I first started playing the game, that was one of the few cards that I would have that allowed that that I would play that would discard lessons. And then I realized I hated that, and that was one of the <laughs> yep. ones I was like, you know, just forget it because of how expensive it is too. I mean, if you if you have yeah. at least 10 lessons and you know i'm assuming you can kind of get rid of two at least uh to, to play that but sure you're you're already so far into the game too at the same time because of how expensive it is that it's like yes 12 damage is probably a game it's it's an ender for sure but yeah yeah it's brutal definitely and i think in future sets we're going to cover i don't think it's in this one but there's certain locations too like uh potions dungeon and hagrid's house where any potions lesson or in hagrid's house instance any creature lessons that gets discarded come back to your hand so it's at least an easier yeah. pill to exactly. swallow if you have one of those locations mm -hmm. in play yeah hagrid's but God, house I've, for sure. i don't yeah, even kind of know yeah. if i own a copy of fluffy if i did i would definitely try to put it in a creature deck but man I would feel bad for my opponent because, yeah, doing 21 damage to a single creature just seems daunting over the course of how many actions would that take? Because, like, unless it's a draw of living death or, like, one of those high-numbered uh, cards where you could do, like, 10 damage at a time, or 12, I think, is actually for draw of living death, and the Malevolent Mixture is 10, like, you're still only doing, like, half of the health of this guy. It's super brutal card, but uh, the artwork's phenomenal. Yeah, and it's like one of those cards that, you know, can, can, it looks brutal, but then like there's spells that return exactly, creatures to yeah. your hand. Oh, right? sure. Yeah. So that's, that's the, that's the danger of playing creatures like this. Or, or even, I mean, even if you had like a, a charms or transfiguration deck and you had Dobby's disappearance, uh, yeah, Dobby's disappearance or hover charm, that just you take any yeah. card, you know, and return it. So that, that's kind of one of the things like if you were to play this card, which is also why it's kind of a, it's like a it could help you or or it wouldn't because let's say you have you play this card you discard two of your lessons now you've got eight lessons but you got fluffy in play and then I played a Dobby's disappearance well you can't play right. fluffy again which has happened you know and so those are the kind of things that you want to look out for but you you'll never know obviously because you got to play it first so exactly yeah. all right well I guess that brings yep. us to our next card it's our first characters of this one yes. You. Okay, that's me. I think this is Mona. Yeah, yep. so we got Fred and yeah. George Weasley. Mm -hmm. They are, it's a character, and uh, it says, you may use one action instead of two to put an adventure card from your hand into play, even if you already have one in play. If you already have one in play, discard the old one. Nobody gets the reward. 
I evil. I know it is so evil, <laughs> and I I do have an adventure deck that starts with Fred. Of Fred course. And Weasley. Is this why you're not playing with me, Emilio? By the way, because I'm like monster. I've talked to both. Oh no! <laughs> I like, just I just keep rescheduling like, oh, with you because there's no, things that come up. Yeah. You know, I no, definitely yeah, sure, want to play sure. with you <laughs> and suffer. I mean, no, I promise we'll, we won't, we won't, uh, it won't be too bad. But no, I, I really do. I do like this one, but it is so brutal because you could play an adventure and then right when your opponent is like this close to um, solving it, you can just replace it with another adventure and they got to start from scratch. And that's really the brutality when it comes to Fred and George. You know, if you play something like Caught by Snape, right? And they got <sighs> like, <laughs> they're stuck. They're stuck, right? And they're like, okay, well, here's one lesson, and then here's two, and then you're like, ah, you know what? I'll take it, and then I'll play something else, and they got to start. It's terrible. Yeah. It really is. We apologize. Uh, we don't all uh, back up the opinions <laughs> that are, you know, started <laughs> by Mona right now, but it's really good to, you know, hear different opinions on how to I play know, the game. I am uh, the Mon Monster. Yeah. You, you are, but that's a good thing. I'm the same <laughs> way. If, uh, I'm the one that appreciates Quidditch. I feel like I'm a monster for that. Like, I don't know. I, I like, yeah, I like doing damage and trying to win. That's the name of the game, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but all right. Yeah, we should. Uh, should we move on to the next one? Sure. Cool. And just know, you know, we make fun of all these play styles, but the important thing is that you all play what you like. Yes. And that you communicate with your opponents that, you know, that there's a level there that you're both having fun and playing strategies and synergies exactly. and whatnot, right? So, but we, of course, like to joke around that Mona's a monster. <laughs> and, you know, she's not that bad. <laughs> but anyways, let's, let's go to the next card, which is Gaze into Ooh. the Mirror. You know, I don't know. It's a horrible card after a horrible <laughs> card. So yeah. this is an adventure. Uh, you have Harry looking in the mirror with his mom and dad that have had a lot of art styles and depiction within the movies yeah. and the books and the cards. But um, the effect is that basically your opponent, uh, you are preventing all the spell damage from your opponent. And to solve it, if they want to solve this uh, sort of illusion, uh, I imagine that they're attacking the mirror image and not there yourself. You go. So yeah. that yeah. preventing the damage. That's sort of the, yep. the logic that I see to it. Uh, your opponent chooses five cards in their spell cards in their hands and discards them. And then as a reward, a huge reward for discarding five cards, they get one more action uh, <laughs> for, you know, discarding five cards. So this is, you know, a great card against spell burn decks. Right. The only thing is that as the game has evolved, their strategies, as Mona has pointed out in the past, and we've talked about that, it's about making your opponent draw cards, and it doesn't count as damage, so this card wouldn't protect you. But in the early days, this was a great card, as most spells would just, like, damage you, right? And not everyone was playing Charms Exam. Yeah, and the prospect of discarding five spells is not fun, because that's probably what you're using against your mm-hmm. opponent, so yeah, that that that's a tricky adventure for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if it counts for anything, you know, Harry's mom in this is pretty hot, so... <laughs> yeah, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, so, I mean, if it's... <laughs> If anybody yeah, hates, it does look like an older Harry. <laughs> yeah, if anybody <laughs> hates the card but just likes the art, there we go. <laughs> yeah, the art is great. I love the mirror. It's like oh, yeah. the drag queen. Mirror. <laughs> it's exactly has all this like exactly. stuff around it. <laughs> yeah. Very extra. I love Very it. I would extra. have to yeah. have that mirror. Yes. Well, that brings us to our next card, which is Gold Cauldron. God, this is, has to be one of my favorites nice. in this set. Uh, just the artwork alone, so gorgeous. Like, it this cauldron beautiful. has, like, claws on it and uh, little dragons. And, or I'm not exactly sure, but it's very cool mm-hmm. to look at. But it reads, 
Well, it's an item, obviously, a cauldron, and it says, to play this card, return two of your potion lessons from play to your hand. So, already, you're not discarding them, so that's nice. It's as if Potions Dungeon was in play, and it provides five potion lessons. So, yeah, you put two back in your hand, it provides five. You could probably play those two on your next turn, and you'd really uh, be sitting pretty with potion lessons. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, really a quick way to build up your lesson count, but it is a cost of nine, so... That's the problem with this cauldron. I put it in many of my potions decks, but I don't find myself playing it very often because a, a lot of the potion cards make you discard. So I'm never really at nine typically. Yeah, that's true. They do kind of it kind of sets you up, I guess, for failure. You know, for those that have been listening, uh, you know, I, I I don't play these kind of cards, so it's interesting to kind of see it from that perspective because it is so expensive, and you're obviously going to have it in a potions deck, and so by using potions cards they most of the time say hey either return this or discard that at many lessons and so yeah to get to nine and still be able to use that it's almost like okay so you have nine and then you're gonna have seven just to ha- and then and yep. then now you're gonna have 12 lessons and so it's like what what are you doing like what do you what exactly are you now playing? you have two more in your hand as yeah. well it, and that's one unique thing i want to point out about cauldrons it's not like wands where a wand will replace the other wand you can i think the idea with most potion decks is mm-hmm. you want to utilize some of the lower cost cauldrons to really boost your lesson or power count uh, essentially mm-hmm. Um, and that way you can just stack cauldrons mm. unlike wands. You can only have one gotcha. play. Okay, yeah. No, for sure. That that makes that makes sense. But you still need yeah, to have yeah, a certain yeah. amount of lessons like mana, because you have to discard them to have them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yes. Well, but you could have a ramp with Flitwick, for example. Mm. Right? Like you, if you wanted, for whatever reason, to have access to a lot of cauldrons and then you can have a professor to provide you the the actual power of your deck. So there's ways to use this, but definitely not that common. It was very common back in the days to use this mm. card, actually. Oh, wow. But, yeah, not, yeah, not now. That makes sense. Oh, and also, it's an item. Yes. Who would have thought yes, I'm glad that a is. gold cauldron is not a yes. spell? <laughs> it's it's like it's amazing. It's True great. They hit that one on the head. Uh, but I think this next card is Mona. All right, so it is Golden Snitch. At the end of your opponent's turn, you win the game unless your opponent has at least 10 more cards in his or her deck than you do. If he or she does, your opponent wins the game instead. This is such... It's a, it's a cool card. It's a silly card. It's just kind of a confusing... Yes. It's like, wait. Okay, so I gotta... Wait, I gotta... Okay, how many do you have? It's like one of those, you know? Did Emilio yeah. design this card? No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I feel like... I would love... I, would, I think this is the only Quidditch card I would ever yeah. run. Yeah. He loves it. I think this is it. great. It's like, I play that and I know that I'm gonna lose. That would be amazing. That's great. I love that. Um, But yeah, it's just so strange. It's such a gamble. Like, I don't know. I I would never play this, but that's, you would think it would be like almost like a catch this niche where it's just like a win condition, but instead it's just like all depending. It's interesting. It is. It is really interesting, but great art. It's beautiful. Absolutely. Yes. All right. I think that brings us to our next adventure with Emilio. Oh my god, I just keep getting these cards that I really, really don't <laughs> like. So now we're going to talk about Hagrid Needs Help, oh, an gosh. adventure that has a great artwork for Hagrid, unlike through the arc, which is horrifying. <laughs> Anyways, but back to the Hagrid Needs Help, the effect is that your opponent gets one less action each of her or each of their turns. Um, that's pretty sad. Yeah, that uh, does suck. 
And then, you know, of course, there's always a solution to all problems. And the solution here is that your opponent takes eight damage. And then they get to draw three cards. So it's a may, so they can decide not to do it, or they can decide to actually take 11 damage if they draw the three cards Mm -hmm. in total, right? Mm -hmm. From eight and three. So this is a crazy card. Um, It makes me really upset even to read about it. (laughs) And uh, I can see Mona smiling (laughs) and just thinking of how, like, to just put four of them. Oh, my gosh. I know. But it's okay. With the Fred and George Weasley right back to back. Oh, geez. Good point. Who needs friends (laughs) when you have adventures? Exactly. This card I've never played, but now that I'm uh, revisiting it, it makes me want to, especially... Knowing that I said on our previous episode that I'm the kind of player that likes to play the very high level cards that I need to build up my lesson count. So to play this early in a game, to restrict them, and the only way that's solved is if they take eight damage. What if I'm just spending both of my actions just laying down lessons and I'm not even doing that eight damage to them and just basically using it as a setup to be like, let me get my lesson count and then I'll start damaging them. And that whole time they can only do one thing per turn. Like that's a crazy adventure. Mm -hmm. Okay, though. So he, you can make something less evil. You get it. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I've, I've actually had people play this against me, like, right at like, the very first thing, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, so wow. then I'm like, it does suck, of course, because, you know, what what are we trying to do at the beginning of the game? We're trying to get our lessons out, right? And so, or, yep. or these adventures, I guess, if you don't have any lessons to put. And so it does suck because... Of course, as my life would have it, the eight damage I take, that's where like all of my lessons are, <laughs> you know? Oh, and yeah. so I'm like, oh, perfect. This is great, you know? And so it just, oh, yeah, brutal. it definitely, it definitely makes them happy. So definitely. And Mona pointed out something very important for our listeners that are just getting into the game. And that's uh, one of the complexities of the simplicity of Harry Potter. When you're getting decked out, you're actually losing resources and your ratio of lessons and spells gets um, mm-hmm. thrown out the window. So it can, it's really dicey. This game yeah. is really dicey for sure. And I'm sorry that happens to you, Mona. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that if you played more fair <laughs> cards, maybe the karma would be. It is 100% you know, percent my Perhaps. karma. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, go. I'm going to own That's that so 100%. <laughs> that's hilarious you guys are funny all right well that brings us to our 10th card of this set and it is halloween feast now talk about love the art in this one and and it's a holographic or a foil however you want to put it um it's just beautiful it's a spell card put up the four creature cards from your discard pile into your hand good god this makes me want to make a charms creature deck because that is very handy no, it is. It, it it absolutely is. It's a really good card. Very, very good um, art. I mean, I have, like you said, like it, a Charms Creature deck is actually a really cool and unique combination anyway. Um, I, I mean, you see a lot of right. like um, creature transfiguration, right? And so having cards like this sort of allows you to become more uh, creative. It sort of forces you to become more creative with the decks that you build. You know, instead of just saying like, totally. oh, well, let's have a 100% a Quidditch deck or, you know, whatever the case is, this one's telling you, hey, add creatures to this deck. So I, I do I exactly. do love that because it kind of forces the creativity and the imagination, you know, so. Definitely. If you're smart, you'd probably start as fl- Flitwick so you mm-hmm. get that, that charms ability yeah. right off the bat and then go heavy on the That's creatures. It. And not only that, like just the flavor of Halloween, the night of the 
the well, mm-hmm. the eve of the dead, before the eve of the day of the saints and the dead and all those things, to be able to get things from your graveyard, especially creatures. Ah, that's mm-hmm. a pretty cool, you know, take on Halloween. That's totally. a good point. I love yeah. that. Okay, so that brings us to Harry the Seeker. And it's once during each of your turns when you use an action to play a Quidditch lesson card, you may also draw a card. So this is a really good starting starting character for a Quidditch deck. Um, if you want to, if you want to have that sort of ability to draw, right? Because some people, they kind of see it as hindering them or like, like Emilio had pointed out before, you know, you're almost like taking damage in a way, but it could also be a card that you need. And so if that's now, I, I haven't seen Harry the Seeker played as a starting character, but in a Quidditch deck, I have seen it. So good card. I like it how it's very similar to the other Harry Harry Potter card we mm-hmm. had in the base set, where it's like if you use an action to draw one card, you can draw an extra card. So it's very Harry Potter is just about uh, building getting up resources, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> getting hurt. Good point. You're absolutely right. Um, all right. Well, that takes us to, uh, to what getting I hurt would be Again. a location, but it's an item. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, you know talking about Harry Potter getting hurt. We have Harry Potter laying on a hospital bed. So yes. the hospital bed is an item, and you have Harry sort of like looks like he's waking up from a mushroom trip. <laughs> yeah. He has like candies by his like bedside table, <laughs> and it reads that you may use an action to search your deck and take a healing card and put it into your hand. And then you shuffle your deck, and, mm-hmm. the, and this item stays in play, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a tutor. It's a specifically a tutor for healing items or just healing cards. Yeah, just healing cards. Yep. But it costs nine. So it's a little costly. Um, but if you're into healing, you know, maybe you run this card. I'm, I'm not that big into healing, to be very honest. Um, I like to pair this with Elixir of Life just so I can get access to it. Because there's so many times where it's like, I know it's in there and I'm just not drawing it. To so have an item that you could just go get it is fantastic. And most healing cards actually all healing cards explicitly say heal all non-healing cards because they don't want to have it be Mm -hmm. like a forever uh, infinite loop of healing so yeah this way you can just actually get the one you're looking for yeah that's a really good point i really like uh, madame pomfrey for healing oh yeah um but the problem is so like you would use madame pomfrey and then discard it and so if there were if this card read you know um search your discard pile right then you could essentially use madame pomfrey again that would be right. awesome um but yeah even even just being able to get her and ensure that it's not discarded is also a good thing but but like amelia pointed out it is pretty expensive so but a good card nonetheless yeah, it's super upsetting when you see some a healing card end up in your discard pile. It's like, I don't think I'll ever get that back. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, that leads us to our next character, and it is uh, Madame Rolanda Hooch. She's a witch, unique character, and once per game you may search your deck. When you do, you may take a broom card from your deck, show it to your opponent, and put it into your hand, then shuffle your deck. And she provides one Quidditch lesson power, mm-hmm. so... That's a phenomenal card. I I'm, She's my starting witch every time I have a Quidditch-oriented deck. Uh, and yeah, I always try to put in a, a handy broom, and one of the first things I do when I start is do that. But then then again, someone could always throw a charms exam at me, and I lose my broom that I already had uh, searched my deck for. But yeah, all in all, love Rolanda Hooch. I use her so much. Yeah, I totally love it too, and I'm pretty sure I've seen this girl um, at like a bar 
uh, a couple of times. <laughs> like, I'm almost certain I've I've seen yep. her before. But love the art. Uh, she is really good. I when I when I first started building Quidditch decks, I did use her just because I thought like, oh well, this is like standard, obviously. But I started to actually use different starting characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is a good card nonetheless. Good good card for definitely. sure. Definitely. Yeah, definitely a good card, and you can you know obviously search out one of the brooms and. The comet that protects you one damage is pretty good mm-hmm. choice if you're early for early game play. Oh yeah, it, yeah. Starting as her, the first thing you can do is play a match. <laughs> you don't even have to have a lesson. Yeah, play. that's exactly that's right. Cool. That's true. Good, good point. Okay, so that that go leads us to our next one. Marcus Flint. He's a character Slytherin. Once per game, you may make your opponent choose three cards in his or her hand and discard them. If there are fewer than three cards in your opponent's hand, he or she discards them all. So, yeah, this is typical Slytherin. Yeah, no, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um I mean, I've I've seen yeah, I've seen this in a handful of of decks, you know, from charms to potions to whatever. Um I I have Marcus Flint in a couple of my decks, uh, one of them being Quidditch. Um however, it whenever I have him in my hand, it's like I never have a good opportunity or good window to use two actions in order just to play him. So right. um, especially it's just a once per game kind of thing. And so I, I do have him, but it's a good card. But I just for me, it hasn't worked out a whole lot. But yeah, I don't use it too much myself. But it, in theory, it seems like it would be uh, good to screw over your opponent and make them discard three cards. Uh, I know there's certain cards where it just, yeah, I think it's ouch, which we'll get to later. You do damage, and then your opponent has to discard one card from their hand. I'd, every time I use that against my wife, she's always like, I don't want to get rid of anything, let alone three. So, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Handy character. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, just uh, to add to that, it's just the once per game thing. You can get over it, right? Um, just by mm-hmm. bouncing the the character back to your hand. So if right. it's not your starting character, you can sort of like annoy your opponent a lot. I recently saw a meme with uh where they put a picture of him of the actor that plays Marcus Flint in the movies. You know, in the movies he had like buck teeth yeah. and was really young and sort of going through things and changes and hormones. And now he's an adult and uh he looks hot. So it's really, <laughs> it's a really stark comparison of uh, yeah. the meme. That happened to most of the actors and actresses in that movie franchise. Yeah. <laughs> That's what money does. Money changes yep. you. Yeah. Uh, Look and, at Neville. Good and God. Talking <laughs> about, yeah, talking about big changes, we have Neville Longbottom as our next character. Um, and basically, Gryffindor, unique character, is a wizard, of course. You have. Neville thinking of how he's gonna be in pain next with a very <laughs> yeah, that uh, art is hilarious. And aching <laughs> face and Trevor is now green and over his shoulder. <laughs> and then the basically the effect is that you can prevent all but the first eight damage um done to you each turn. So if you're Neville, you get to suffer for longer, basically. So <laughs> it's perfect flavor for the character. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I guess I will have to know that I'm playing against someone that's extremely brutal that's going to do more than eight damage each turn. Right. Um, and as we talked about, a lot of the combos that do this kind of damage are normally by drawing cards. So yeah, never will not protect you. Yeah, this is um, this is a good card to use if you have somebody who has a creature deck um, against you. And you know, of course, it's difficult to find out who like what 
that person's deck is, right? I mean, that's why they say like the best out of three, I guess. Um, you know, but I, I have a friend of mine who every single one of their decks starts with Neville and I pretty much just figured out it's because like they're afraid to take damage. Like it's almost like they're like, they have not understood that like that's just a part of the game. Like you're just going to take damage. And so, um, this actually, it, it pans out pretty well, like against Fluffy, like that we mentioned earlier. Yeah, Definitely. but uh, but still, I mean that that's a lot of that's a lot of damage either way. So, wow, totally, that was really deep. All of a sudden, like, <laughs> yeah. a conversation about not getting hurt and not well, being it's afraid. interesting that it's like Thank you're you, welcome. Mona. I mean, it really, it really is. Like, I was like <laughs> psychoanalyzing this person for a minute. I was like, you play it safe, don't you? <laughs> it was like, they're like, yeah. I was like, I gotcha. That was funny. <laughs> there you go. All right, go ahead. Well, and I mentioned uh, Rolanda's Hooch's ability is to get brooms. Our first broom of this Quidditch Cup is Nimbus 2000, the the best one so far, at least. Yep. Uh, it's It reads, whenever one of your items or spell cards that needs Quidditch power does damage, it does two more damage. If you play this card and you already have a broom in play, discard the old one. So it's like wands where you can only have one broom in play, but gosh, and, and it also provides a Quidditch lesson power. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, th- that's the thing with Quidditch. It's all about just stacking damage and yeah if you can have a broom in play you have bludger in play and a match in play it just starts adding up so yeah i think it makes sense that neville's a part of this set particularly yeah exactly mm, that makes sense actually i didn't think about that he also got his rememberal stolen and people were flying on brooms and stuff so i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean totally. even if, especially if you had like a quidditch and creature deck i mean that would be like that would be bad Yes, overpowered, perhaps. For sure. I wouldn't <laughs> do yes. that, Emilio. Love that card. Or maybe I would. <laughs> That's where I draw yeah. the line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so next card is going to be a spell, a transfiguration spell, no time to play. Triggered. And... <laughs> <laughs> and it reads discard all matches and items that need quidditch power from play even your own if a match is discarded no one gets the prize so this one is really sort of interesting again when it comes to matches for me personally um like i'll play a match and i will i'm one of those that will play catch the snitch not always but almost oh, but yeah. almost always i'll play catch mm-hmm. the snitch and so i don't think i would have a match in play long enough for you to play this card you know so yeah that's absolutely just... yeah that makes sense but it it could potentially get rid of your brooms mm-hmm. your blunders, yeah, for items, all that yep. kind of stuff yeah, I hate this card. I'm the, I'm the Quidditch guy. Of course, I'm gonna hate this yeah. card. I've had it used against me. It's it's quite brutal. Yeah. So yeah, and, and I love the artwork. It's it's flavorful as hell because yeah, they they can't play Quidditch because they're too busy studying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I th- I'm still triggered not because of the card or the effect, <laughs> just because of the the fact that I can't play. I don't have time to play with trying to do everything that I'm trying to do right now. But you know, it's a good card against a hateful card type. So yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. All right. Speaking of hateful, this next character is a, a doozy. I think this one's <laughs> Emilio's. Yes. Uh, we have Oliver Wood uh, with an art that he looks like he's made of wood. His face looks <laughs> like a true. brick. And that's maybe that's the flavor. He's made of wood. So Gryffindor, unique character. And once per game, you can choose one spell that requires um, Quidditch. It has to be a spell. And you may have it do eight more damage. Yes. So that's uh, 
combo That's finisher. Something. I've used it in uh in many occasions where it's just like just tack that on and it's just like game over. Yeah, he's he'll he's a experienced Quidditch player, so I guess that all makes sense. Yeah, and he's made of wood, so I guess he <laughs> you know hits hard. But Definitely. it's it's kind of <laughs> uh sounds horrible, but I guess <laughs> It's it is a powerful sort of take on the captain, yeah. right? So he yes. is sort of the the no, he knows how to make things even worse for his opponents. So yeah, cool flavor and looks powerful. I don't play Quidditch, so I can't relate anymore. But if you do want to say anything else, I've used this card on many occasions. My wife is always mad when I get him into play, and this is one of the few characters I feel like it's worth spending two actions to play this character because it's like i know he'll come in handy later it's uh like i said super brutal tack that on with broom damage and all this other stuff yeah can be a game changer yeah i um i actually have oliver wood as a starting character for um a quidditch deck that's cool (gasps) um of course right (laughs) Well, that's that was like that was what's gonna happen right so because you know it's like when you're what i what i've realized is like you know quidditch is very brutal especially when i have a quidditch deck and my opponent has a quidditch deck it's like we're just doing oh, damage yeah. back to back and so when we approach the end of like towards the end of the game and it's like we i gotta give like a like a heavy punch or else i'm gonna lose or something totally even even if i have a spell that does like five damage you know but I can use Oliver Wood, right? So who that that adds eight more to that, you know? So yep. it just kind of, it just seems... Mona's a bad influence on me, giving me ideas. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to start with Oliver Wood now. No, I'm just teasing. Try um, it, man. But Try it out. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. it might have to happen. Yeah, why not? Uh, our next card is a very high cost power one. It's called Out of Control. It's a spell. It costs 10 power, a uh, Quidditch power, and it reads, do six damage to your opponent, then your opponent chooses four cards in his or her hand and discards them. Good God. And if there's fewer than four, they discard them all. Gosh, yeah. we were talking about uh, the character earlier that discards three. Yeah, not only are you doing damage, you're discarding four cards from their hand. This, yeah, this card is out of control. Yeah, exactly. No, it really is. <laughs> I mean, it costs ten and you're essentially doing ten damage some some form or another. So it's, it mm-hmm. is... It is pretty crazy. I I, mm-hmm. I have yet to be able to really play it, though. You know, like I would love to, but to get up to 10. I mean, there are certain ways of, of getting your um, getting your lessons out there faster, but it takes a lot of uh, I don't want to say like dedication, but like you have to be able to start with the right character and do this and do that. But it might not flow with what the goal of your deck is. At least that's what it's right. been for me. Like, I don't want to start with Hermione, for example, you know, just right. to get my lessons out because I want my starting character to do something else for me, you know. And so, totally. yeah, so so I I have had out of control um, in, a, in a deck or two, but I haven't been able to play it, so it, it to a substantial amount that's actually done something significant for me. That makes sense. Yeah, definitely a high cost. But if you if you slay game and your opponent has the game pieces that they need to win, and they're a little, you know, you're neck to neck, this definitely will throw them out of the game. If you get to play it in sort of the dog style of decks that <laughs> take a little longer definitely. to build up, which are fun because then you can get to play stuff like this. Exactly. That yeah. that's why I like to play the game that way specifically. And the artwork's so fun. It's like I feel like we've all seen the movie where like the the bucking broom and he's getting uh, thrown around by Quirrell. Uh, you see Harry just hanging on by his thighs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, out of control for sure. Yeah, definitely. Just I just wanted to say a note for any social services that are 
listening to us. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is a kid that is hanging out of a broom, and they find that amusing. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I didn't that. say I, I was a parent. Just point that out. <laughs> and I do not agree with this. Uh, just if anyone ever hears this. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully people listen. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. It's just our moms or something. all right so speaking of uh expensive cards we have potions class disaster up next i mean this one costs 12 potions lessons it is just crazy so it's a spell and it reads your opponent chooses five of his or her cards and discards them those cards can come from his or her hand or from play or from both if there are fewer than five cards total in your opponent's hand and in play he or she discards them all yeah. yeah, that is a doozy also. That's really the artwork's insane. I yeah. feel like Snape is so pissed off. He's like, what have you done? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, very brutal card. And yeah, the odds of getting twelve in play, like I said, you guys know that's the kind of uh decks I build. I have this card in a few of my potions decks, and I feel like there was one game specifically against my wife where it's like I'm on 11 uh, lesson count and I have one in my hand and I'm like finally ready to like get to 12 and then, or no, I use my second action to play that lesson. It's like next turn, I'm going to play this potions class disaster. I'm so excited. And then she uses obliviate or charms exam or something. And I'm just like, no. So you spend all this time building up to it and you might not even be able to play it. So yeah, it's, that's a risky card. To me, the, the risk doesn't outweigh the reward. Yeah. And that's that's sort of one of the risks when it comes to having these expensive cards in your deck anyway, because, you know, you can kind of tell, like, if somebody is is planning to um, throw out something really expensive, right? Because their only goal is just stacking up those lessons. Like, it doesn't matter what you're doing, but they're stacking up those lessons. And so you're like, all right, well, yep. you've got something in your hand, and I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that you get rid of that, because I don't want to see what's on the other side, so. Sure, exactly. But it's definitely a, a, a fun build, um, as we've been promoting for, you know, if you want to try that. If your opponent has like a big cast spell, like Obliviate, and then you have Potions Disasters, like who gets to play their big spell mm-hmm. first? So that's exactly. pretty fun. Yep. For totally. Sure. Exactly. And then we go to the next mm-hmm. one now. Yep. And I, apparently I'm on the theme of adventures this episode. So now I have Professor. Minerva McDonald's, and she is a character which Gryffindor unique. She provides you a trans, uh, a trans lesson. And then once per game, you can just use an action. Well, actually, you don't have to use an action, but once per game, you can discard an opponent's, uh, adventure. It's just, you know, McGonagall, McDonald's, she <laughs> gets you in yeah. trouble. And apparently she can get you out of trouble too, without, you know, any sort of hesitation. So really cool. The art is, you know, this, Obviously, powerful woman that is staring at you down with her emerald cloak and their glasses. So, really cool art. Powerful card from the start of the game. Probably the best card in the set, in my I opinion. Love and I think this most card. people oh, yeah. could agree. Yeah. I, I, just because we hate it. One of my starting <laughs> yeah. witches, as far as all my transfiguration decks are concerned, I don't find myself using her ability that mm. often. But then again, the what? decks I build don't have too many adventures. So I think I have to sprinkle <laughs> more adventures into my decks. But yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, I do. Yeah, love this, this card. is actually one of my favorite, favorite cards. Um, and I like to play it and. You know, so sometimes it well, it's actually really, really come in handy when my opponent plays Caught by Snape, because this is one of the very few cards that will allow you to get rid of that. You know, so you can't necessarily solve it, right? Because you don't get the reward. But uh, once per game, you may discard the adventure that your opponent has played, and so 
Um, if it's a really tough adventure that you're just like, it's not even that it's a pain to solve it. It's almost like sometimes it's actually impossible to do so, just depending on where in the game Absolutely. you are. And once we get to the Chamber of Secrets, we can have like a better discussion on, on Caught by Snape. But um, but yeah, this is one of the few cards that, that I have uh, noticed that will get rid of that or something as brutal, which I don't know what adventure is but uh i i love i love this card yeah definitely very uh useful starting witch um and a support character but that brings us to our next definitely. item which is the put outer <laughs> such a silly name it is um uh it says it reads you may use two actions to choose one of your opponent's cards in play other than his or her starting character obviously and return it to his or her hand so yeah very flavorful uh, just like the put outer in the books and the movies it's just like sucking the lights out of the lanterns or the lamp posts and everything so just take one of your opponent's cards in play and put it back in their hand uh you probably would want to use that on like a creature or something but who knows yeah i would say like it would it would be like uh because it's you have to use both of your actions, it really kind of sucks because it's almost like kind of expensive for you, if you will. So you're taking so it would be making sure that you use a card that would cost them more to play again, you know, like a fluffy right. or something like that, you know, or exactly. or even like a unicorn where they had to discard one to play it, you know. So it's like, well, maybe you don't want to do that again or something along those lines. But yeah. I don't use this card myself, but uh, it, it's it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's one of my favorite cool. cards, to be honest. Uh, I think with Draco, uh, Malfoy, Slithering, it's a really good card because you, if you have it out, of course, and you play an item, then you get the extra action. Ah. So you could really put your opponent in a, you know, in a, mm. in a pickle. If they have cards that are costly to get out, as you were all mentioning, the discard, um, the discard card, discard lessons or stuff like that. Or if they're playing adventures and they're paying the two actions, you could net advantage if your opponent has a, a, an adventure deck, right? Because you use two actions to return the adventure, so you're neck to neck, but you're also playing an extra item card each turn because of Draco uh, Slithering, which gives you an extra action when you play right. an item. Mm. So it's it's one of my favorite cards, um, but you do need to build around that. That's sure. a good point. Yeah. Okay, so it brings us to our next card, which is a match. I believe it's the first match yes. that we've uh, gone over. Okay, so it's to win. Oh, it's called Ravenclaw <laughs> Match. That's the title. Uh, to win, do 10 damage to your opponent while this card is in play. The damage doesn't have to be all at once. And so that's kind of the point of a match, right? So like you're, it's in play and you guys are essentially playing in order to get to whatever it is to win it. Right. And the prize... The winner searches his or her deck. He or she may take up to two lesson cards from his or her deck and put them into play. Then that player shuffles his or her deck. So it's um, it's one of the it's one of the f the matches one of the few matches that I actually don't play often. Um, the winner searches his or her deck. That that's that's a really good ability, of course. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, especially when you're when it's like the beginning of the game, but yes. to do 10 damage, like right away, uh, not, not right away, but I mean enough to a point where you 
still need those two lessons in order to do anything else. Right. I don't imagine many people playing this and then catch the snitch right away. It's more or Mm -hmm. less you're actually going to try to do that 10 damage over the course of a few turns. And I know that's how I play because, yeah, I am trying to search my deck and get two lessons and not leave it up to the luck of the draw. So, yeah, this card I do have quite a couple copies in uh, my Quidditch decks. I like to sprinkle Mm -hmm. in all the house matches specifically because there's some really cool flavor there. There are, for sure. All right, it's Ravenclaw, so it's study, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, should we move on to our very uh, underwhelming card? Let's sure. do it. So now uh, comes Scabbers, and he looks tired of life. Uh, <laughs> he has stars on his back. It's like yeah. rough, tattooed rat. Uh, and we all know why. Yep. They, she, they looked so tired. And basically, Scabbers, when the, um, they're discarded from play, just like Peter Pettigrew, uh, it just returns to haunt you. So in this <laughs> case, it returns to your hand. Right. But it's a very underwhelming one damage each turn and a health of three. So very much like the character that it embodies. It's just annoying. It slithers away. And it's always around, but why do you want it around? <laughs> yeah. So um, that's my summary of it. I don't know if you use this card in any I way. I do not. I have so many copies of it, and I feel like I wish it was better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, at least, at least like, three damage. Can we just have a three, you know? Right. But it's one, and so it's like, all right. I, I guess maybe that makes sense. Invert, reverse it. It should be maybe three damage and one health, right. so it can get away easier, but it's, like, worth it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like some thing yeah exactly but whatever at least at least he has stars on his fur whatever yes. that whatever that means he's at the tude rat he's been <laughs> yeah things, yeah okay? he's, he's thug loving 100 percent. there we go <laughs> All right, and that brings us to our next character. It's a Gryffindor. We got Seamus Finnegan. Um, once during each of your turns, you may discard two cards from your hand to get one more action. Not bad, especially when you find yourself in a position where you're looking at your hand and it's like, I have dead cards. It's like, I have Incendio and my opponent doesn't have creatures. Or like so- mm. something very similar situation where it's like, I can't, or yeah, uh, no time to mm-hmm. play and they're not even playing Quidditch cards. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is a dead weight to me. I can actually turn that into an action by discarding them. Uh, uh, very handy, but again, you have to use two actions to get Seamus in play, so gotta figure that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, sometimes, yeah, I guess like that. I have had um, Seamus in play. You know, Seamus, I've had him in play, uh, I've had in my character deck that starts with Ron Weasley, and so um, playing characters only takes one action instead of two. That's right. Yeah, you know, and so this is actually a really good one because you can have up to however many copies uh, as you want for, and then, um, you know, you do end up having, like, some cards that you just don't need or that are already in play, you know? Mm-hmm. So so I I do like Seamus, uh, but only when it's played under certain conditions, of course, so. That makes sense. I know people are really into this card in some, like, the metagame is sort of divided with this card. I know that some people love it. Um, extractions are always good for sure, so. Definitely. Yeah. Lock of the Irish. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, like yeah, perfect. Oh, the next one's my favorite card. Mona, yes, please tell us about yes, it. Yes, this is a Slytherin match. And it's a cool, it's a healing match, which is awesome. And so to yes. win, do 15 damage to your opponent while this card is in play. That damage, again, does not have to be done all at once. The prize is the winner may shuffle up to 15 non-healing cards from his or her discard pile into his or her deck. So this is a very great card. Definitely one that is high on my list for um, matches that I have in my Quidditch deck. And one that I play right away with Catch the Snitch. Absolutely. It's just I've done cut it. and dry. 
on a couple of occasions and yeah, oh, yeah it's just it feels like a mean thing to do but it's also like man with quidditch you're not focusing on healing as much so to be able to have the luck of having a slytherin match and a catch a snitch and the power to be able to do both of them mm-hmm. you might as well because <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. healing 15 is uh nothing to sneeze at that's like one away from the elixir of life yep true that yeah i love that card play it so many times mm-hmm can't relate but <laughs> let's go yeah <laughs> next <laughs> <laughs> so um well gonna move on to the start of turn feast a charm spell cost four and basically just gets four lessons from your discard pile to your hand um the art always made me hungry as a kid oh yeah, yeah. Uh, i pulled this card so often and as a kid, I was always eating like sliced ham, rolled in cheese. <laughs> so I would just see this and get it immediately. And right now, I just want some yeah. ham. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's nice. very <laughs> delicious. But yeah, good, useful lesson. If you're discarding your lessons, or you know, if you are unlucky enough, like Mona, to get all your lessons discarded in one in one go, this card <laughs> could help you get them back. So yeah. that's useful. True story. I love the art. Uh, the feast. Yeah, this feast and the Halloween feast. I just absolutely love the art. So totally perfect. Yeah, this is more like be your guest from... Yeah. <laughs> yes, Beauty and the Beast. Exactly. Uh, well, that brings cool. us to our next item, which is Support Banner. At the end of your turn, draw a card. If you played at least one spell card that needs Quidditch power that turn, I'd never play this card. I don't want to damage myself. Although, I'm sure if you are thirsting for resources, that would be that would come in handy. But again, it, it feels like a, a Harry Potter card <laughs> yeah. trying to damage yourself. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I don't have a lot of um, experience with this card in particular. I just really like the R. I think it's great because it's definitely, definitely, you know, one of those. It's like, oh, I remember that in the books, you know, sort of thing. So, yes, yeah. totally. Yeah, I think it reads Potter for president. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so on to the next one. It's the sorting hat, yes. which is an item. Love the art on it. Um and it says you may use two actions to search your deck. You may take a character card of a character that isn't already in play and put it into play, then shuffle your deck. So cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming you use this a lot in your character deck, or am I wrong? Actually, I don't. Um, okay. I don't I don't use it in the character deck because the character deck um well, actually, I'll show it to you. I can uh, like kind of break it down and, and you know put a list out or something. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like the majority of it is just characters, and so um, I really wouldn't. However, there's a, there is a character that I put in there that that allows me to do sim- something similar. So um, okay, but the reason that I wouldn't, Doug, is because of how expensive it is, and in my character deck, because of how many characters I have, I actually don't have a lot of lessons. And I so see. I okay. wouldn't be able so so to get to eight lessons would actually be almost impossible with with the deck that, yeah, that I have. Yeah. So um okay. yeah, nonetheless, good card. Definitely. Yeah, and the art is great. They obviously know something we don't because it's not a unique item, so maybe they have like a closet of sorting hats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, though I'm good pretty point. sure that's not right? the case. Yeah. <laughs> And I love that the art, they did the balance of this is a transfiguration item, so it's all red around, and the only banner that's not in the picture is Gryffindor's, exactly. which is red and gold. So it's like it balances out all, all the house mm-hmm. colors and just an amazing yep. art. Definitely. Yeah. Very good. And and that moves us actually to our next uh, card, which is Trevor. Um, you know, right before in the movies, before we see the sorting hat, we actually meet Trevor. Yes. Which is like in front of Professor McGonagall, who's just like 
who the hell would carry this <laughs> yeah. creature into this castle? <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so Trevor, in the movies, he gets you into trouble, but in the card game, he gets you out of trouble. So when you play that card, you can just get, it reads, sorry, I, I need, I'm reading, and it's cost three, <laughs> three care for magical creatures. It's unique and it has one health. But then when you play this card, you may put a lesson card from your discard pile into your hand. And whenever a spell damages you, you may let Trevor take that damage instead. So that's pretty, uh, that's pretty handy. You can, you know, we all get lessons discarded because we all take damage. So why not have one in your hand when you play this card? And then if your opponent is going to fry you with a big spell, then it fries the the poor toad. Yeah, instead. I was gonna say I just pictured Trevor just jumping out in front, being like, "No, <laughs> I'll take <laughs> this one." It's all slow, slow motion. motion. I'll take the bullet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But sadly, uh, he doesn't take the bullet that we all need to be protected, which is Dobby's health. Yeah, oh, true. Yeah, man, seriously. So once again, a card that's really good against spell damage decks. Uh, it it replaces itself and it gets you a lesson, right? So it's like a one for one, but. Yeah, spell damage decks are not that common. But if you're playing against it, this is a cool card to include. Um, Definitely. Um, well, that leads us to our next card. It's a spell. It only costs one charms power, and it reads, Chocolate Frogs, search your deck. You may take a wizard or witch card from your deck, show it to your opponent, and put it into your hand. Then shuffle your deck. So, cool. so that's really handy for character decks. But again, it says a wizard or witch, so you're not getting Hagrid. <laughs> Right. <laughs> or yeah. or I guess any ghosts or anything like that. So yep. it's very specifically witches or wizards. I, I like this card. I've used it a couple times. Yeah, good card for sure. And it used to be it used to be better before uh Chamber of Secrets. Okay. Because then we have a better an upgrade to this card. But yeah, when it first came out, definitely a good tutor for um characters. Definitely. Just with the limitations that you stated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right, so on to the next. We've got Comet 260. It is an item, a broom. It provides one Quidditch power, and it reads, Once during each of your opponent's turns, you may prevent one damage done to you. If you play this card and you already have a broom in play, discard the old one. So, um, Doug, did you say that you use this one or that you like this card? I I, I use this Yeah, one. I think that's amazing. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh. I would use. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, cool. So I, I don't have a lot of experience with this one in particular, but this does seem to be um, a good card. And, and if Emilio will use it, then I guess I would too. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the opposite, but sure. It seems like the inverse of most brooms. Most yeah. brooms that I've seen, are, or I guess the Nimbus 2000 and 2001, are both very much like tack on more damage, mm-hmm. whereas this is like prevent damage. So I guess, yeah, as far as a broom goes, you can either speed up and go do some damage or speed up and get away so it's it's pretty flavorful exactly yeah. yeah that's and that's what i like i like that style of flying away from the spells it comes into play early if you have you know the scissor sister in play <laughs> madame hooch then she will get it out immediately and then you can play it next turn probably if you have played a lesson or not and then you're protected yeah. you know Regardless, uh, depending on how much, how many turns it stays in play, it will protect you quite a bit, and it provides you an extra lesson. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely handy broom. Yep. Cool. Now we have a Quidditch card because I love Quidditch cards, <laughs> and the spell called Defense because now playing defensive is a spell, and it costs ten. And basically, what it reads such as in your during your opponent's turn, you prevent all damage done to mm-hmm. you. 
So that's that's pretty cool. I, I guess you're in your broom and they can't touch you and you're being defensive. Yeah, very f- good very against flavorful. creatures and everything. Yeah, that's but again, high cost. Uh, it's hard to get that one into play. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, true story, but it's definitely good if you've got someone like me, for example, who has that um, um, Oliver Wood starting character, and you know you have that coming to you, so um, very, very good for sure. And that leads us to our next creature. This is one of the craziest creatures, and actually there's some (laughs) more information about this we're going to dive into, but this is the Devil's Snare, and it reads, well, it costs four care of magical creatures power, and it reads, to play this card, discard one of your uh, creature lessons from play. At the end of each of your turns, remove all damage counters from Devil's Snare. So this thing heals itself. It's ridiculous, and the damage it does each turn is two, so not too crazy, but enough to be annoying after a while, considering it's going to heal itself. And its health is six. So that's the problem. Yeah. Most like cards, like low-level cards that are doing damage to creatures, I want to say are three damage here, four damage there. So if you're lucky, you can maybe get two, four, or yeah, one of each, and you could do seven damage in one turn. But like, gosh, if you're only able to do a little, it's like it makes it pointless to try to do anything less than six on your two actions because you know it's just going to heal itself. Mm-hmm. But this is... Essentially, the Charizard, well, not this one particularly, but the promo mm-hmm. version of this. I, I'm going to uh, send this over to Mona because I know you know a lot about this. But before mm-hmm. Mona starts, we have to correct you because she'll do it anyway. Okay. This doesn't cost four. It costs $7,000. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. You know, it is, it is really interesting, though, because um, Devil Snare is one of those few. I think they said that there was only like two or 300 that, that were ever printed. Um, and so to be honest, I'm not too sure if it came as a release from the movie, um, or what, you know, because it's just one of those cards. It's like you have strategy session, which is a Quidditch cup promo, um, that came along with the movie release in November of 2001. And so, but with devil's snare, it's, it's really sort of interesting because any information I have found about devil's snare is always sort of like. Um, you know, kind of wonky, but I believe it comes in the game, the PC, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone PC, which I, I have that up there, but, um, it's almost like to pull it from that. I, I have, I have never heard of anybody doing it, but that's where we say it comes from. So I saw a YouTube video where someone did pull nice. it this year. Oh wow! So I might try to put that in oh. our YouTube in our show notes Please so do. you guys can check that out. Yeah, it was just unbelievable, and it was from the box you just described, the Sorcerer's Stone. And it was a sealed box. PC. Yes, which wow. I was like, where did you get that? Yeah. And it was yeah, yeah. unbelievable. But yeah, this I, I'm collecting promos. I would love to own this one day, but I just know it's most likely never going to happen. And like you said, it's like wonky. I was doing some research myself, and a, a few of the resources I was reading, they were saying Wizards of the Coast never even made this card. Or they were saying like they didn't uh, – yeah. it's, it's just crazy that it's such an enigma in, in this – uh, card game yeah, sure. yeah, it really is because you know it's it, it kind of makes you wonder. Okay, so if it came in the game, which obviously we know that it does, um, and I'm excited to see that because you know yeah. it's it's one of those things. It's like we know that cer- we we hear that certain things come from somewhere, but to be able to actually see it done 
today is is something yeah. different, right? So, like for example, some of the um, promo cards uh, that came out with like at the film premieres, you know, that you got like along with your popcorn or something. Like I didn't experience that. You know, some other people right. might have, but so it's really kind of cool to see that. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like, man, like why? What makes this one so much more special? You know what I mean? And so, or why? What? Why were they so um, printed in such a limited capacity? You know, it's one of those right. kind of things that I don't know if we'll. Maybe maybe we'll know the answer one day. Hopefully, we get some good people I hope, on this yeah. podcast. Seems to be a mystery for now. Yeah. And for our listeners, this is the promo yep, stamp, correct? Right? The 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 non promo stamp one, which is exactly the same card, same art. It's an uncommon in the set, and you can get it. I can <laughs> so give you seventeen so if you want. No <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you want it, let <laughs> yeah, me know. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll give it to you. Well, technically, it's uncommon. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. We can move on from Devil Snare, though. But yeah, I know someone's offering seven hundred dollars right now in the revival group. If you have exactly, one. <laughs> yes, just yeah, goes to show it it's is. a highly sought after promo. So by the time that you listen to this podcast, it may be worth thousands of mm, dollars. You know, at this rate, exactly. Uh, but we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna move to the next spell, uh, which is mm-hmm. Defindo. That's it. Is that how you say it? And. And then it costs eight, and it removes any card in play. Basically. Speaking of promos, yeah, and it's another promo. Yeah, yes, and it's pretty because it's actually foil. That's right. So, yes. Yeah, which I kind of wish that they would have done a double snare foil promo. Not I'm to okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean like, it, but that's the thing is like, if it's so limited, okay, I'm, I'll drop it. But like, if it's all right, I'll drop it. I'll drop it because <laughs> I'm about to go. No. Yeah, it's all good. So, just for the record, if we see a dubious <laughs> seller trying to set a Devil Snare promo for seven thousand dollars, we we think yeah, we might be. It'll Mona. be. Yeah. He's trying to push this card <laughs> yeah, too much. If the name is the Mon Monster, it'll be me. There we go. <laughs> Anamo or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But to Defendo, Defendo is a is a it's a good card. It's a nice card, and it's pretty. There we go. Definitely. And there's lots of cards that are based on it that will have like less restrictions that we'll talk about in the mm-hmm. future, basically. Yeah. Definitely. All right, cool. So on to the next. More restrictions. Yeah. <laughs> so on to the next, which is going to be a creature. It's a fairy and one card that I have never had in my decks ever. Um, and it's called Doxy. When you play this card, you may choose another creature in play, do two damage to it. Um, it's, it seems like a, like a pretty decent card. There's really nothing like, you know, wrong with it, except for, in my opinion, the two damage is a little bit low for it costing six, uh, which is why I think I've never been able to justify having it in my deck when I have so many other options. Yeah, I think it's unique when you play a creature and it does damage right away, because there's so many times you play a creature and then you're, it becomes your opponent's turn and they kill that creature before it becomes your turn and you're going to use it to do damage. So at least with this, and I know a certain dragon, like once you play them, they are doing damage no matter what. So it's it seems like that could be advantageous, but again, yeah, I don't really play this card. The artwork creeps me out. What the hell is that thing? Yes, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. it is it is kind of odd. It's like, why are your lips blue? <laughs> I haven't seen yeah. you. I don't know what you're doing. Your fingernails are odd. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, insect arms too, because it's like an insect. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. It's 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 very weird and but it's it is the mama of 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 monsters that when they enter the battlefield, they inflict damage. It was just sort of a failed version, mm. I feel. Yeah, Black Bat, yeah. For I know we'll probably go, but Black Bat's another one that's really good. It's like you play it, it does two damage right away. So even if it's discarded, it's like, well, I did damage anyway, so. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
Well, that leads us to Hufflepuff match, our second match. Uh, or actually, third, yeah, it's right? our third yeah. at this point. Yep. Uh, it reads to win, do eight damage to your opponent while this card is in play. That doesn't have to be all at once. And the prize is the winner may draw five cards. The loser takes five damage. So interesting prize condition. Uh, it's like kind of how, I don't know, do, t- drawing five is doing five damage to yourself. I don't really like right. this one. Again, this is also a promo that is holographic. And that's the thing. All of the nice. other house uh, matches are available and hollow and Hufflepuff match wasn't unless it's the promo. So I feel like I, I sought the promo just to like kind of complete like the four matches of each that's house cool. and have them look all foil. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm nice. big fan of that. But uh, yeah, not too often I'm playing this card. Even as big of a Quidditch head as yeah, I am. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you on that. I would play it because it's Hufflepuff and it's the best house ever. There you ever. go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, uh, Harry also looks like he's some sort of a LA person. Like his features here are also sort of bricky and weird. I don't know who drew this. It looks <laughs> cool, but his face does look like an adult, su- like superhero. Yeah, that's or true. Yeah. yeah, it looks like he's flying by Snape. I don't understand why that would be the case, unless he's like a referee. I have no idea. Yeah, it looks like he's a, fe- a referee in okay. this case, yeah. and the snitch is like full a golden ball with wings. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's. It's, it's, I like it. Uh, I'm, I think we like it so much that we should just move on. To <laughs> I was actually going to um, say really so... quick. I think the artwork though is, is, uh, comes straight from the books where there was a, mm-hmm. a match, right? Where Snape was, oh, where Snape was a okay. ref and, uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> yes. And now we get another annoying adventure. Uh, and this is in the stands. In the stands has Professor Quirrell that just went, came out of the bathroom and appeared <laughs> in the, in the Quidditch cup thing and just fell over. You have Hermione who was probably setting the fire to Snape's robe. Yes. And then uh, the effect is you can't, your opponent can't play creature cards. So I guess you can't take creatures to the Quidditch pitch. And then to solve, your opponent has to choose four. Creature cards in their hand and discard them. That's brutal. Yeah. And then, but as a reward, they draw a card. Yeah, that's so mean against creature decks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. I, that I mean, is. If I had that creature deck and I, I, I was, you know, facing someone that main deck four of this, I would be, well, I'm going to go now. And yeah, exactly. You contemplate your choices. Yeah. <laughs> that's, this is really aggressive. <laughs> it's so Definitely. aggressive. You're right. Yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. And a reward of draw one yeah, card. That's like, so no lame. Thanks. It's yeah. it's really funny. Some of the adventures that have these like really lame rewards. It's like okay, so this is just trying to make a mockery. I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Speaking of which, we have into the forest, which is another adventure. The effect is whenever one of your creatures does damage to your opponent, it does one more damage. To solve, your opponent skips a total of five actions. Those actions don't need to be. One right after the other, and the reward is your opponent may draw a card. So just another sort of like really brutal one where you've got even even if you have one creature in play and just to have one extra damage done, I mean that could be the actual card that you need, right? And so any any amount of damage is really bad. Um, and then to solve it to skip five actions, I mean that's that's either you yeah <laughs> it's either you're limiting yourself for five turns or you're skipping what two and a half. Two, two and, and a half, half. turns, That's yeah. Ridiculous. It's just like, man, and then yeah. all just so that you can draw a card. It's like, oh my god, man! At least just give me like a piece of candy as a reward instead. I mean, because that would probably be more appreciated. <laughs> yeah. 
Don't be deceived, everyone, that's not looking at this episode. Mona is enjoying so much. Every time she says, like, they have to skip five actions. You could see, like, how she There's, like, there's like flames that. in my eyes. I'm just, like, so happy <laughs> about it. <laughs> it's adventures like this, though, that make me understand why certain people are like, we don't even use adventures in this house. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you play an adventure, you go home. It's like, all right. <laughs> But this is a great card for a small creature decks. Mm -hmm. in, in Magic the Gathering, you normally call them white weenie because white is the color of playing a lots of creatures um, that are, you know, have low low attack and low health. So in this case, if you have like a way to draw lots of cards and play lots of creatures, then they will really add up. But as Mona said, even if you only have one, it can really add up because your opponent is probably not going to <laughs> skip five actions to Absolutely. get rid of this. Yeah. yeah, unless you got McGonagall or as like a, a helping character, you're most yeah. likely yeah. screwed. <laughs> True that. And the flavor that they're in the forest, so maybe they're scared and everything is worse. I like to think that that's why damage is they get more damage yeah. or something. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, that leads us to our next spell. It's Jawbind Potion. It uh, costs four uh, potion power, and it reads: Do two damage to your opponent during your opponent's next turn. He or she can't play spell cards. And very flavorful for Jawbind Potion. Yeah, how are you gonna? enunciate a spell if you can't yeah, <laughs> open your true. mouth so I, I yeah. really like that yeah we've all had a jaw bind in our lives that's <laughs> yes. true more often than not <laughs> i like uh i definitely like this card nothing it's pretty straightforward yeah exactly. it is straightforward like you can't talk no yeah go do something else <laughs> yeah. yes but however you can call on creatures i don't know how but you can so <laughs> there you go all right so Next one is Missing Parchment. It is a spell. It costs two charms. Look at your opponent's hand. If there are any spell cards there, choose one of them and discard it. <laughs> yeah, another card that's pretty straightforward. It is. Um, it can be helpful, I guess. If I mean, just depending on guess on the on the opponent, but um, just just to be able to look at your opponent's hand is really what I think this card is doing for you more than anything else. Right, and if let's say it's early game and you see they have an Obliviate, it's like, nope, no, yeah, thank you. get <laughs> out for sure. <laughs> so yeah, that's another straightforward one. I feel like these towards the end do get pretty straightforward. Yeah, which um, is cool. The next one, uh, very straightforward. Penalty shot, draw three cards. That's all. That's <laughs> it. Draw three. <laughs> exactly. But um, the yeah. flavor is no, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one, yeah, just a resource builder. That's really it. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. so we can move on to the next one. Uh you see that we've switched out our order randomly, so yeah, maybe after happens. this <laughs> after this we'll retake, but the next one is an adventure, my favorite type of card, and it's <laughs> Pep Talk. And yeah. uh, Oliver Wood is I don't know what he's doing to Harry, but Harry looks very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, the adventure has the effect that the first action your opponent takes on each of their turns must be used to draw a card. So it looks like you're forcing your opponent to draw a card. Mm -hmm, exactly. That's Oliver is trying to get Harry to do something. And to solve, your opponent shows you a card from their hand uh, with a printed power of eight or more. So this wouldn't work against uh, dogs decks. And then your opponent just draws two cards because you do have high costed cards. So that's that's interesting, right? Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, this is actually one of the adventures that um it could really sort of be like a like a game changer a hundred percent depending mm -hmm. on like I, I have played against opponents that really sort of keep their their costs low and so they don't have yeah. um you know heavy hitters in their deck. And so the whole for the rest of the game, it's like, well, I won't ever be able to solve this unless, of course, you have like a McGonagall 
or a flying car or something like that that allows you to discard whatever the adventure is. Uh, which yeah. most of the time, some, sometimes it's not. That's not the case. And so this is a really interesting adventure in that you probably won't be able to uh, to solve it. And yeah, the reward is kind of lame. Yeah, in tournament play, that could really be <laughs> bad. Yep, true that. <laughs> well, that brings us to our next card. We're going to try to get our order back. I think it goes Emilio, me, and Mona. But our next card is Petrificus Totalis. It's a low cost, a one transfiguration power, and it reads, it's a spell, it reads, choose one of either player's creatures in play and a lesson card in that player's discard pile, discard that creature, and put that lesson into play. So yeah, you're just kind of swapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is as complicated as it sounds, it is sort of a cut and dry, you know, you're kind of just swapping them. Um, I haven't played this too much, I like that you can do that, and it's it's still pretty cheap to play. Um, so, and, and I like the art, you know, Hermione, I feel like she's one of the more, um, like in, in, throughout all of the sets and all of the cards, I feel like the way she looks varies the most, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, wait, what? Like, okay, that's, that's her too. Okay. Yeah. That's each artist's interpretation for sure. Which I love. That's what I love so much about it. Me too. All right. I think this next one's you, Mona. All right, let's go. It's a great one. Power play, 100%. Yeah, power play costs six. It's a spell. Play this card only if a match is in play. Do seven damage to your opponent. So this is a phenomenal one, especially if you have like a unique uh, a unique case where you have an extra action that turn and you can play a match, you can play this, and you can win whatever that match is by playing Catch yep. the Snitch. I mean, you've really you've really done some serious damage. Well, even, let's say, I've the only reason I know this is because it's happened recently. I'll play a Slytherin match... I'll play a power play. It's almost as if I don't need the catch a snitch because then if I also have Oliver Wood in play, seven plus eight, you do the 15 damage needed for the Slytherin match. It's just crazy. And plus, if you had a broom in play, you could do even more damage. True. So yeah, uh, yep. I love this card. But again, the contingency of a match being in play makes it tricky because there's plenty of instances where my hand's just loaded with power plays and I'm like, oh, no one has a match in play. Mm. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, no, that, that's, that is good. So I think this next one, though, is Emilio. It's our next adventure. Yes. And we have a race for the snitch. And this adventure, which I love, um, your opponent discards the card card he or she draws at the start of each of their turns. Oh, wow. And Mm -hmm. to solve, your opponent discards their whole hand, of course. And your (laughs) opponent... Uh, reward is that you discard your hand. So this is like, you know, you're both racing and you both both lose, I guess, because e- you're right. both losing yeah. your hands. Yeah. yeah. The artwork is certainly interesting. What's happening to the other uh, Quidditch player? They're actually <laughs> their losing their face. It's melting yeah, like because of how like high a, they're getting, yeah. Yeah. They're becoming just like clay or something. Yeah, it looks weird. Yeah. Very strange. All right, well, that leads to our next adventure, Snape's Bias. Uh, mm-hmm. The effect is your opponent can't use actions to draw cards. Oof. And uh, that kind of can really screw them over. Mm-hmm. Uh, to solve, your opponent lets you search your deck for up to two cards and put them into your hand, then shuffle your deck. And your opponent's reward is uh, your opponent may draw a card. So kind of an interesting one. Uh to, in order, like you're screwing over your opponent, but then to solve, you give them the ability to find two cards from their deck. Any two cards, I'm guessing that could be healing. Like that's a little crazy. I don't think I would be playing this one often. 
Yeah, I actually, when I first started playing the game, I had somebody that um, would play this more often than not, and it was always at the very beginning of the game. So it was almost as though they had it in their mind that Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to play this. This is my go-to. They for sure had the max four um, just like to kind of increase the probability of getting it because they wanted some cards. And so, you know, it's like you're you're, you're almost like for sure going to get me to say, I mean, okay, we'll just just do that then you know and i'll just draw a card <laughs> yeah. so yeah it, it is kind of interesting definitely and yes yeah, snape looks just like he's described in the books that knows particularly <laughs> yeah and i and and the the next adventure is um is called sticking up for neville and i like the art and how the the clouds look the very same from snape's bias to sticking yeah. up for neville and so it's almost like they these two really coincide um together Patrick Farrisee is is a phenomenal, phenomenal artist. Okay, so here we go. The effect is, before each of your turns, your opponent takes four damage. To solve, your opponent discards his or her hand, and your opponent's reward is they may put up to four non-healing cards from their discard pile at the bottom of their deck in any order. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's a good adventure... I haven't played too much with it, um, but that's a really good reward, um, especially if you know, like once you once you do that reward, then maybe your next card or a couple cards after that will have you shuffle your deck, right? And so you know, exactly. those cards won't stay at the bottom. So totally, and I believe that leads to our next spell card with Emilio. Yes, um, and just to say, Stick Out for Nil was also a big card when this set was released. It was really, it was almost popular, overused. Oh, wow. So, okay. yeah. But then uh, we have strategy session, uh, cost three. People are making plans and they put three Quidditch lessons from um, their hand into play. So, a ramp spell to get your lessons out quicker. Mm-hmm. Oops, sorry. <laughs> We're under attack. No. <laughs> I use this, uh, I use this card often, obviously, because I'm trying to get lessons into play as quickly as possible. So, yes, this, this one I usually run four of, uh, very handy. For sure. That leads us to our next potion. It's the weakness potion, uh, cost seven potion power, and it reads, to play this card, discard one of your potion lessons from play, do five damage to your opponent during your opponent's next turn, prevent all damage done to you by your opponent's creatures. So not only are you doing damage, you're uh, protecting yourself mm-hmm. a bit, from creatures specifically. Yeah, this card does a lot, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it just keeps going and going. It's it's a, yeah, it's a good card for sure. It makes... uh losing that potions lesson like justifiable mm-hmm. for sure yeah yeah yep so our next one is blood root poison it costs two potion it's a spell to play this card discard one of your potion lessons from play do four damage to your opponent or to a creature of your choice so another one of those cards is pretty cut and dry um do four damage either to your opponent or to a creature which is good because it gives you the option uh so that that's always fun mm-hmm. when it comes to those cards so Definitely. And that leads us to our next spell with Amelia. And that's uh, Bravado, one of my favorite spells. Uh, it costs three. It's a charm spell. And then any spell you play next costs five less power to play. So it can really cost down your expensive spells. And if you're playing a car, uh, deck with extra actions, you can also pack a that's punch right. with this card. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. For very, sure. very handy. 
Next is Bruise Warp Bomb. I use this quite a bit because it doesn't require discarding lessons, but it costs 3 potion power and it's a spell that is healing and it reads, shuffle up the 5 non-healing cards from your discard pile into your deck. So yeah, if I have 2 of these, I usually like to play them back to back and just heal 10 in one go, and yeah, don't have to discard any potion lessons, so it's pretty handy, low cost uh, healing spell. Yep, I'm with you on that. Very, very nice. Uh, the next one we've got is an item. It's a broom. It costs two, and it provides one Quidditch power. And it reads, when you play this card, look at the top four cards of your deck and put them back on top in any order. If there are fewer than four, look at them all. If you play this card and you already have a broom in play, as all of them say, then you got to get rid of the old one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so it's really cool because especially if, you know, like you... If you play it and then you can choose the look at the, the top four and then you have another action, right? So hopefully those four will do something good for you and then you can draw a card if you needed to and you'll already know what it is. So it's funny. It's it's one of the, like the cheaper broom cards. And yeah, with the name of Clean Sweep 7, it just kind of reminds you of like, oh, what brooms are actually used for other than flying around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, exactly. definitely like a little bit uh, funny in that regard, but yeah, yeah, definitely a good low cost broom. Yeah. And now we move to cobbing. Yeah. Yep. Which also apparently is a spell. We all can cast spells by you know using our elbows now. Yep. And <laughs> yeah. it does four damage to your opponent. Then your opponent uh, choose one card that he has in play and discards it. Yeah. It costs seven yep. though, so yeah. That makes sense, the ability to do damage and force your opponent to discard something in play. Yeah, pretty brutal. Yeah, definitely brutal for sure. It's uh, I've had it played against me, not fun. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> that leads us to our next creature. It's a plant type, a uh, Cobra Lily. At the end of each of your turns, remove all damage counters from Cobra Lily. So again, like Devil Snare, this will heal itself. If you don't kill it in uh, in your turn, uh, but the damage each turn is two and the health is three, so pretty straightforward. I know a lot of people ever since Chamber of Secrets came out have built like plant based decks, and I have yet to do that. But yeah, with Professor Sprout and stuff, that's got to be good. Yeah, I do have a plant tribal deck with Sprout as a starting character. Um, it has. For Cobra Lily, for sure. Um, Umbrella Flowers and others as well. But yeah, it's definitely plant-heavy with Mandrake Root as, a, as another one, mm -hmm. you know, like you said, uh, from Chamber of Secrets. Totally. Yeah, definitely a good one. Yeah, and also a very popular card since the start of the game, even before Sprout. Yeah, yeah for sure. That makes sense. All right, next one we have is a creature, <laughs> and it is a fox, and it is a cunning fox. Yes. Uh, and it's pretty cut and dry. It does three damage, one health, and it looks like it's, you know, like l searching for Bambi. Like the the art is just really funny. It's like kind of not not as like magical, if you will. Uh, mm -hmm. Not that it needs to be. I mean, it's a fox, but <laughs> yes, uh, whatever. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's just sort of interesting. Lurking in the woods, that's ready right. to pounce. Yes. Well, yeah, that was that's something, and that's a, that's a creature. And then we have a spell that costs one transfiguration, and it's desk into a pig. I wish I had that skill for those boring classes. It's like yeah. make something happen. Yeah. And then uh, to play this card, you discard one of your lessons in play, and you can search your deck and take up to three creatures from your deck, show them to your opponent, and put them into your hand. So you trade a lesson, you trade two cards and an action for three creature cards. So that's not a bad trade, uh, necessarily, but it is a lesson. So it could set you back 
if you're if you don't have enough lessons. So I don't know. I've never played this card, but maybe in the past it was more useful when there were less tutors or something. Do mm-hmm. any of you use this card? I did not play this card either, but it's like uh, we were talking. The one charms uh, card earlier was saying get four creatures cards from your discard pile. Like it makes me want to make like a three color deck now of charms, transfiguration, mm-hmm. and creatures to just really work t- uh, to help one another out. But yeah, this seems like it could be handy if you are. Uh, creatures in Transfiguration, but I yeah, again, I've never really played this card. Yeah, me either. I I don't want to get rid of lessons. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, yep. That leads us to our next one, which is Drowsiness Draw. It costs eight potion power. Uh, do three damage to your opponent during your opponent's next turn. He or she can't use actions to play lessons card. Lesson cards. So yeah, brutal. Uh, it just puts your opponent to sleep essentially mm-hmm. yep they're uh, taking a nap for the next turn should cost yes. less though for this i agree no. eight is very high yeah. yeah yeah enough said i don't really i don't really love it yeah same okay so next after that is fouled it's a spell that costs four quidditch power do four damage to your opponent during your opponent's next turn he or she gets one fewer actions if this would mean your opponent has fewer than one action he or she still gets one um, yeah, so it's, for, for the most part, the spells in the Quidditch Cup are, uh, they do damage and then some, you know, for the most yes. part. And so it's one of those, um, it's, it's the name of the game, right? It's, it's extra brutal. So four damage plus something else is, is always, uh, is always good, especially with as cheap as fouled is. Yeah. yeah, it's very flavorful. You're fouling your opponent, and uh, I run four of this in any Quidditch deck that I have yeah. because it's very, very useful. Easily, for sure. Yeah, that's a nasty card. Um, I lo- I do love the art of the that you see like the wind. It's like, kind of blurry, I guess. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah, everything's a mess. So, and that moves on to our next card as a spell, and it costs only one charms. And it's called. It's gone. It has Hagrid confused with a little tiny cage that's open, and you look at your opponent's hand and discard any creature from it. Yeah. Yep. Very straightforward. One creature. Handy. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Useful. Very. That leads us to Mice to Snuff Boxes, which is five Transfiguration power. It's a spell. Choose up to two creatures in play and return them to your, your their owner's hands. So again. Yeah, would love to use that against uh, Fluffy and any other creatures that I'm up against. But yeah, I don't really play this card too often either but i could see it being useful it is useful i have uh, i've had opponents play it against me and it's always a pain i'm like two are you sure it's two and they're like yes (laughs) it's two get them out of here and i'm like for a common that's pretty yeah it's pretty powerful and it's also up to so it doesn't have the restrictions of Mm -hmm. raven into writing desk or that you know it requires you to discard two creatures but there must be two creatures right so right. very flexible and yeah this will be annoying to play against for sure totally true that okay so next one is mopsis potion it costs eight potion lessons it's a spell do three damage to your opponent or to a creature of your choice so again it's one of those that gives you the option uh so you can have this in your deck and it will also help if you're playing a uh, opponent who has a creature deck. So, um, you know, that, that's always good because sometimes they just sneak up on you. You know, you're like, oh, damn, you got creatures. And so it's kind of good to be able to have something. It is expensive just for three damage. That's exactly what I was going to yeah. say. But yeah, 
yeah, there's a way better charms uh, that can do much more than this for less. It's weird. I think someone was sleeping on the potions on the you know research and development team of wizards, and right. they confused the eight <laughs> for whatever. Maybe yeah, a four. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. maybe. Yeah. But now we have what we feel we needed to play this card is ouch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's five Quidditch does five damage to your opponent and. Mm-hmm. If your opponent has any cards in hand, they choose one and discard it. Yeah. So this is nasty. Yeah. Because, you know, yes. late game, you don't have that many cards in hand, probably. And the ones that you're holding on to are probably, you know, you are holding them for a reason to use them. And yep. you're losing them. So this is, yeah, this is a powerful card. Another one I play four of. It's, yeah, very handy True in Quidditch decks. 100%. Next is our practice match which it's, it reads to win do five damage to your opponent while this card is in play that damage doesn't have to all be done at once and the prizes the winner may draw four cards so not playing this match too often it's too low stakes <laughs> i feel like you could play this card and then the next uh on your first action and your second action could be ouch and you win immediately yeah. but again a prize of drawing four cards isn't very attractive unless my hand sucks <laughs> exactly yeah it's one of those it's like anytime anytime something allows me to draw cards i really have to be careful because you know i might be going against somebody who's just going to do a whole bunch of damage to me or make me draw cards or whatever and then i'm like well that doesn't really help so i'm with you on that Totally. I think we're in the the last 10 here, uh, not including the lessons. Yep. All right, let's go. So we've got Pulling Up, which is a spell. It costs four Quidditch, do two damage to your opponent, then draw two cards. Pretty uh, cut and dry. I like that it's pretty uh, cheap, only costing four. And you do two damage to your opponent and get to draw two. So... You know, it's kind of one of those, like we said, like if you need to uh, draw cards, um, it's a pretty good one. Could come in handy, yeah. And then we have uh, the spell Research, which costs five Transfiguration. And when you play, you discard a lesson from play, which is kind of a lot. Mm-hmm. But you search your deck, and you can put up to two lessons from your deck into play. So you're trading two cards for two cards, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're yep. losing some actions in the way because of the way cards work. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you are diversifying your lesson pool. So this might be potentially useful in decks that maybe run, you know, uh, need multiple colors i guess and don't have a professor as your starting character or right. have some access to get those lessons back from the graveyard but i haven't used this card as, uh, as i avoid too many colors in my decks yep that makes sense i i could see it coming in handy too if you just did one of those recent healing ones where you put the four on the bottom of your deck mm-hmm. in any order at least this will force you to shuffle your deck too and get some lessons moved around yep. so could be handy but yeah i don't i don't think i play it too often myself either. right that leads us to our next spell, which is Rope Bind. Uh, costs three charms power. Do two damage to your opponent or to a creature of choice, then draw a card. So very straightforward. Um, seems too low stakes for me. I'd need to do more damage than two. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, it's one of those, it's like if if you if you are okay with drawing cards up front, right? So like because of how inexpensive it is, you might want to do it towards the... the um, front half of the game, I guess, or like right, right starting because now you have more cards that increase your playability. So you could do the damage, but you're really just playing this card so that you can draw, which is essentially maybe an extra action, if you will, if you're one of those that draws cards for your, uh, for your extra action. So. Mm-hmm. Totally. And the artwork, that poor dog, I just <laughs> yeah, want to help him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So next one. We've got Searching for the Snitch, which is a really, really good card. It costs two. Search your yes. deck. You may take uh, 
a Quidditch lesson or a card that needs Quidditch power from your deck, show it to your opponent and put it into your hand, then shuffle your deck. So this is one of those, because of how inexpensive it is, you can play it right at the beginning of the game, hopefully. Yep. And um, you can just... You can you can say okay well either I'm going to take a match right or I'm going to take a lesson and so yep. uh, again sort of cut and dry really good card I have four of them it's so flexible that yeah any card that needs Quidditch power if let's say you aren't playing as Madame Hooch or don't have her in play you could just go get yeah. a broom you could get anything you want yes but I usually use this to get Slytherin match because that's something it's like I don't have too many healing opportunities so, exactly yeah very nice or you could get catch the snitch I was gonna say yeah so I I sometimes yeah. will play this just to get catch the snitch even if I don't have enough lessons because I'm just hoping that once I get the lessons I'll be able to to play catch the snitch right away without waiting for that to come up absolutely yep this makes me so sad <laughs> this is such a good this is such a good tutor effect uh you know for quidditch i have to use six uh power with my green guts vault key to get something from my deck <laughs> so i'm just gonna pass over this card and i'm gonna ignore its existence <laughs> okay. just to go to a card that makes me more upset because i love oh, no. items and then the next card is smash and it's yes. like cost two it's a spell because smashing things is a spell now too uh, i love quidditch and then choose one of your opponent's item and discard it i don't want to yep. say anything else there's a cauldron just breaking and it's just going everywhere i don't want to yeah, listen if you play this card i don't i don't even want to know i think we should just skip over let's go next <laughs> next all right the next one is stream of flames probably if we're doing our top five next episode this will probably be in my top Definitely. five this is yeah. a fantastic card costs five uh charms power and it's a spell that reads do three damage to your opponent you may also choose a creature in play and do three damage to it so any card that says damage your opponent and a creature sign me up that is great this yeah, especially card, yeah. yeah, especially when it uh, costs a decent amount, you know. So it costs five to do three damage, you know. And again, so really, yeah, really, really good card. I like it. Totally. And who doesn't want to shoot like purple flames? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a great artwork for sure. The best point. Okay, so next one we have is a creature. It's a snail. <laughs> it's called Streeler. Costs four. Uh, care magical creatures lessons. When you play this card, you may choose another creature in play, do one damage to it. So it's very similar to, I believe, Do Doxy, Do right? Do yes. Yep. Yeah, so uh, damage is one, health is two. I personally like Doxy. I've never had this in my deck. Um, Same. Yeah, but I have seen snails that look just like this. You have? Oh, gosh, I was going to say, that art just <laughs> no. rubs me the wrong way. I don't yeah, even seriously. like that card. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I know. Really it. ugly. I think that this like what Mona's opponent ends and, and up like after she's <laughs> down with her horrible deck. They're just like squirming. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, I have seen snails that look just like this. Really? <laughs> no. Are you sure? It was just, a snail? just in, just in my opponents. <laughs> Are we talking about snails? I think we should well, yeah. just move on. Yes. It doesn't <laughs> sound like a snail. Um, so, yes, uh, we're gonna move to swarm, and it's you know Britney in the MTV Music Awards, and it's a snake. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, you know, you count the number of creatures if you, and you have to pay, of course, this is a five converted mana cost. Converted mana cost, this is ma that's magic. <laughs> a five power, uh, mm -hmm. care for medical creatures card. You count your creatures and you do that amount of damage to your opponent. Um, yeah, and that's yours and your opponent's creatures. Yeah. So, yeah. gosh. Oh, wow. Really I don't even quickly. know how to read at this point. Yeah. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's just, that's just a crazy aspect of this card. And I know a lot of like, uh, tournament play cards. Yeah. They like to use low cost creatures like black bats or let's say like an owl deck. Like you have all sorts of creatures in play that, uh, to have swarm in there. Yeah. That could really screw up your opponent for sure. So, um, one of like the craziest combinations that I've, that I've played when I have, uh, creature decks is mm-hmm. swarm and steel claw together. Ooh, and yeah. so, you know, that's, that, that will be, I'll, I'll cover that, um, in my, um, unforgivable, yeah, my uh, unforgivable uh, curses. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, definitely. but yeah, so that, that combination is, is crazy. So I really do like this card because even, even if you have only this card, I mean, so you're playing against somebody who has a creature deck as well and you can do, you know, up to 10 damage just just with this one card because you've got yours and your opponent so it's really it's it's great i like it definitely all right and that leads us to the second to last one we have timeout it's a uh, only cost one quidditch power it's a spell that reads look at the top six cards of your deck and put them back on top in any order if there are fewer than six look at all of them this one's friggin' fantastic to use as your first action because then you set yourself up knowing what the next card is and you can draw that one right off the top. Mm. So it just gives you an idea of what's to come. But then again, if your opponent damages you, you lose all of those potentially. So yeah, it it can be handy, but also can be useless too. True story. That's a good point. I got nothing else to say about that. Yeah. And that leads us to our last All right, let's go. So we've got (laughs) Vanish. It is a spell. It costs seven transfiguration choose one of your opponent's creatures or characters in play other than his or her starting character and put it on the bottom of his or her deck so yes. yeah another another one that that's that's pretty good sort of uh you know cut and dry yeah. and you know of course by by doing that you could reset either the creature if you've already done damage to it or the character if they've already used the ability of the character and then they can ev- eventually shuffle it back into their deck so it kind of depends you might be doing them a favor actually but good card either way yep it's i think that whoever ordered this set you know in terms of the the cards and their order just had a sense of humor because it's, it's the last card <laughs> yeah and it's like vanish and we're out yep. <laughs> yes yeah. exactly well, and that's the thing. It's number 75 out of 80. The other five are just lessons, which, as we've mentioned earlier, we have Care of Magical Creatures, Charms, Potions. They introduced Quidditch this time, obviously, and Transfiguration. Yep. So we did it again. That's another set in the books. That's I'm glad it. we got to discuss that. Um, I guess we can wrap this episode up and do some plugs. Uh, let's tell our listeners where they can find us on the internet. Uh, let's start with uh, Mona. Okay, so you can follow my Instagram page at Harry Potter Morsey. I put a lot of my collection, uh, take pictures of my collection on there, and I post a lot of the episodes that I do for my YouTube channel as well as as well as some giveaways that I'm going to start doing. So for those of you listening, please make sure to uh, follow my Instagram page at Harry Potter Morsey and my YouTube channel called Into the Flu, where I go over all of the different merchandise, the vintage merchandise for Harry Potter, as well as um do some box openings for the Harry Potter TCG, some booster pack openings, and then I go over different combinations of the cards in the new series, um, Unforgivable Curses. And as an example of one of the things uh, which we talked about earlier, where you would find Devil's Snare is in this right here for those that are watching the uh, YouTube version. I'm just kind of putting a... Um, 
just showing you guys what the game looks like. On the to the on the back of the PC though, there is a bullet point that reads special Harry Potter trading card game foil stamped card inside. So if that is not the bullet point on the back of this PC game, you will not find uh, a Harry Potter TCG or the Devil's Snare that all of us want. So yes, exactly. Very cool. Yeah, definitely go check that out. And uh, how about you, Emilio? Let's hear about your YouTube channel. Yes, so you can find me Nostalgia Collectible Investments on YouTube. And yeah, I have an Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, all the things. Uh, just I have cards everywhere, all the dead <laughs> yeah. CCG, including Harry Potter, Maple Story, Neopets, Lord of the Rings, Middle Earth, Card Wars. I can tell, I can teach you how to play. I can let you know how the markets are moving for all these cards, even Flesh and Blood. And also, as of late, MetaZoo, which has me really excited because it's basically going over cryptids or all these creatures that we think exist, like aliens and whatever. Yeah. And they give them Pokemon art, like the first generation of Pokemon. So cool. And the game mixes mechanics of uh, both Harry Potter, Harry Potter now, uh, <laughs> MTG and uh, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Yes, I think so. It's a, it's a it's a big mix of of mechanics, but I'm really excited about it. And it just came out like two weeks ago. Oh, so wow. <laughs> really cool time for people that are looking for new things. And in general, you can look at my videos for you know, as I said, gameplay, market updates, or just random shit in TikTok that I post. Yeah, Emilio's Very got some cool. great stuff for sure. Yeah, for sure. And listeners, uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. That's where I play Harry Potter trading card game with my wife on Wednesdays now. I've updated the time. Uh, it's at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then other, if I'm not playing Harry Potter trading card game, I'm playing a variety of video games, mainly a lot of Fall Guys and stuff. So if that interests you, check that out. And ABT Silence stands for Almost Better Than Silence. It's a video game podcast I host with my friends. So definitely give that a listen if you like uh, or want to listen to more podcasts. But I think that's going to do it for this week. Uh, we do have some really cool things in store for you guys. We have some interviews in the works and other cool events we're working on behind the scenes. So we'll keep you guys posted as that information becomes available. But I think if we're not doing an interview the next time around, we will most likely be covering uh, Diagon Alley, the next set. So look forward to that. Yes. But I think that's it for this week. We can all say mischief managed. Mischief managed. We're about to vanish like that last card. Yeah, that fox. <laughs> uh, managed. <laughs> it's managed, just the mischief continues. See you guys. Thanks for listening. See ya.